Welcome back, all you smooth jazz listeners. This is the podcast, also known as the Culture of Safety podcast. I kind of like that. How you doing today, Matt? It's a little weird, but a smooth jazz, kind of creepy, but <laughs> a little bit of that. You got that radio voice, that late night radio voice. That uh, Art Lebeau. I yeah. met I met Art Lebeau back in the day. How I used to work for a hotel here in town, uh-huh. and it's it was a Marriott, and it was one of the bigger ones next to our convention center. And it was something called the Love Jam. So they had all these oldies. So they had like Heat Wave and Coolio and and Treach from Naughty by Nature. All these all these big stars. And I remember the dude. You, you would never recognize him. I didn't realize he was like nine thousand years old. Yeah. But he and he's short. He's like five foot one. Like he's like the old people short. Like you know we're like like five foot seven. And then over time, you know they just get super short. And then I was looking. I was like, who's that guy? He's like, oh, that's Art LeBeau. I was like, that's the Art LeBeau. He goes, yeah, my dude. I would never have guessed. It's kind of cool though. Yeah, I got met a lot of celebrities there. I didn't get paid much, but I mean, I got I met celebrities. I guess you know. <laughs> hey, it was it was one benefit. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so this is gonna be our last episode for the ever ever. No, I'm just kidding. Don't no. stop listening. <laughs> um, for the entry level. So this is going to be just kind of wrap it up. We we talked about all the different things that we can do to help you guys either get your foot in the door or, you know, you've you've gotten your degree or your certifications and now you're, you're, you're entry level, how to build yourself up to that mid-level management. And so we're going to be doing just a, the final episode. And it's going to be about networking, right? And that's really big, especially moving from one company to another or even just getting into the industry. Networking can be very big. Making good friends with certain people can, you know, pay dividends, you know, years later. I've known many people that, you know, I've worked with five, six years ago. And, you know, they're asking me, hey, do you know anybody who's hiring? Oh, yeah, I'll call my friend. And, hey, uh, my homie, he's looking up, he's looking for a job. Or I've had that happen for me as well. Hey, um, you know, so-and-so, do you do you know any places that's hiring? Oh, yeah, I have a, a friend. Um, let me Let me call him up and you can get an interview and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, networking is great networking, especially when moving from one position to another. I know a lot of times, depending on where you're at, you know, you can be stuck in your position, right? You can just, all they have is just a safety tech position or that entry level. And you're like, well, I want to move up, but they either don't have that opportunity. You hit the glass ceiling or, you know, you're, you're just not able to make that move for whatever reason. And so sometimes, you know, typically even like you and I, we've all, we both started, you know, new jobs here within the last year, you know, networking can have it can pay dividends so um it's really important to i always tell people never never burn a bridge especially in in the community that we live in burning can be uh, burning a bridge can have huge huge ramifications years later um i know some individuals that you know didn't like me and didn't want to work with me even though they wanted a job they said, oh, Joe's working there? Oh, I don't want to work work there. I'm like, oh, well, you know, not everybody likes me, and that's fine. But some people, when, they're, when you're really good friends, they'll hook you up even, you know, five to ten years later after the fact, hey, I'm looking for a job. Hey, you know what? I remember Joe. He was a cool guy. I worked with him for many years. Hey, you know, I'll help you get in, in into this job. Okay, awesome, you know? Um, there's many, many opportunities. So I'm talking just not just at work, right? You're meeting people. You're... You're networking within within the company, family, friends. You know, I know it's a lot of people that that get jobs because they're just friends with other people um, through through anything. I know here in Bakersfield, I mean, I'm not from here, but it's a very small community, and by that I mean everybody knows everybody. It's weird, even though we're really not that small. It's, it's, no, it's a huge. It's over six hundred thousand people. 
Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's over half a million people here, but we're like, what they have like a little saying for us. It's like mm. the biggest little town. Or I think I that's know. Reno. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, that's Reno. Well, the no, biggest little city. In no, the world. not the biggest little city, but like. It's it's like a, our city is getting bigger. Well, my city is getting bigger, but we still have a, a really a small town feel because because like everybody, everybody knows, knows everybody. everybody. And it's weird because even like my wife, she's from Shafter and everybody from Shafter knows everybody. It's I was talking to some random dude the other day. And she goes, oh, I know that guy. I was like, what? She goes, yeah, I went to high school with that guy. I'm like, what? It's just it's just uh, I've met in many in many instances of people I've worked with that they know the same people I know. Like, how do you know these people? Oh yeah, you know, I worked with them at this location or I worked with them here or, mm-hmm. or me and my me and my sister, uh, we grew up with them back in the day. So even those can be networking events, you know, as you go out through your life, you know? Some, some other ways that you can, you know, get into networking is, you know, the ASSP, right? Well, I know right now with the COVID, hopefully, you know, here in California, we're supposed to be re- reducing all our restrictions this month. And so hopefully we'll get back to the in-person um, meetings, but that's a, that was a great way as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um, lunch functions. There's the meetings, you know, that uh, here in Bakersfield, we have like a breakfast. I know they have like afternoon events, like, Hey, we're going to go out. They and do, do like mixers. Yeah. Mixers. Yeah. That's the one where I was looking for my guy. I'm like some kind of event where they mm-hmm. all like hang out. Yeah. Mixers. You'd be surprised how effective that can be. You can meet somebody there and you can be like, Hey, I'm looking for a job. Oh, Hey, perfect. I have, I have the perfect job for you. You know, and you can you can kind of do an kind of like a an informal you know interview. Oh well, what do you do? Oh, I've done this and I've done that. Oh, that's awesome. That's the type of person that I need. And sometimes, you know, I'll be honest with you. For me personally, that's some place that I I've learned is a huge weakness within me is interviews. I just suck at them. I don't know why. Hmm. I just don't have I when it comes to like sitting down and telling people all the good things that I've done over the many years. It's very difficult. I guess because the way I imagine it versus the way it actually works out are two different, two different things. I go, okay, well, I'm looking at, I look at the company and I do all this other stuff. I try to understand how my, my skill set will benefit them. But I don't know. I've just, I just have always had trouble with interviews. I've interviewed many places, at least probably more than 25, 30 different places. And I just, I don't know. I've never been very good at it. My qualifications get me the interview, but when it comes to sitting in front, I'm like, uh, I mean, I could do this, 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 and this. It's just, I guess, you know, my my personality or something. I I never really asked them, like, hey, why come you didn't choose me? Mm-hmm. I, just, I just, I've always learned that after the fact, you know, have you ever done that when you had like an interview and you thought, like, man, I should have said that? Oh, 100%. I've done that like a ton of times. Like, man, I should have said that. 100%. Why didn't I say that? Hundred percent. I remember one of them specifically. I know it's going on a tangent, but one recently was the ad asked me about industrial hygiene, and I know a lot about that. And I was like, well, why didn't I tell them that I would never use a hygienist? I knew I knew how to do radiation testing. I knew how to do this. I didn't, do, I didn't say any of those things. I'm like, why didn't I say that? And I probably probably would have gotten me the job. They're probably like, oh, yeah, industrial hygiene is like the one area a lot of people don't have knowledge or experience in. And I do. And I didn't elaborate on it like I like I thought I would. And I thought I was like, man, I just killed that. I just killed that um, interview. And then as the time went on, I was like, man, I didn't say that. Oh, I should have said this. Why didn't I, I was like, I just kind of asked myself, why didn't I like say all the great things I've done? I don't know. I guess I'm not a bragger. I don't know. No, I get it. It just makes me think the only interview that I ever really struggled with was with SpaceX. And they asked me some really you meet Elon Musk? weird questions. Like if you were to give a high five. No, they, they asked the me s- some questions that I legitimately didn't know just because of my experience level. Mm. Like 
like about cryo cryogenics and like stuff stuff like that and i didn't know those answers so that's probably definitely part of it yeah but they, they would ask me questions like oh, uh okay you have a team of engineers that are building a rocket do you let them test the rocket hell yeah and then i'm like in like a public space and i'm like i don't know like is that their job like I hope you didn't sign an ndr <laughs> no no or but, nda but i was like Sorry. yeah i guess like if that's like if they're testing it in a test environment it makes sense to let them test it and they're like okay well what if the rocket has a, the the chance to blow up like, there's a 50 yeah. 50 that wouldn't be and good now i'm like <laughs> like do know, it out dude. of the city <laughs> to me that's more like i think i would have to know like what is expected in your company and like at what level yeah, the risk like, is acceptable like i can't answer those questions without with, yeah with, off without the cuff a lot like of, that like a lot of a lot of questions myself like okay well where are we doing the testing and how far are they exactly like it's okay if it blows what up kind of measures do we have in place yeah but it was like really stuff and i'm like i, I can't answer like i can't answer that question Why? i think they wanted me to say like like no i'm not gonna let them do anything unsafe i think that's what they wanted me to say but i don't know because i don't know what they really wanted but yeah because i didn't get the job so well, I mean, I would, I would just say, well, it just depends on the parameters. Maybe of the somebody test. from SpaceX that, that listens from here can tell me what they really. Yeah, maybe want. they'll call us. Like, hey guys, check it out. This is this is what we actually do as far as SpaceX, and we, maybe they'll call call us to come out there and take a look. That'd be cool. No, yeah, that'd be sick. Guys, dude. call us. Hit We're us not up. that far from SpaceX, so. Oh no, Hawthorne. It's like what an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, we could be there in like less than two hours. Yeah. So. I mean, Anyways, back to networking. Back to the network. Uh, I was just gonna go off of some of the stuff that you said. Um, yeah, mixers. Of course, yeah, no, mixers and the stuff Catalina, like that for sure. The Catalina wine mixer is a great one too. Oh, I love the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, I heard there's a lot of great entertainment and a lot of helicopters. Just saying. Yep. Great band. Great band. Uh, anyways, you have a lot of movie references in our podcast I, recently. We do. We have a lot of pop culture. No, you do. You do. I do. You do. Which I'm trying to make it uh, interesting. You're boring. I know I am. Fuck. Oh, whoops. <laughs> anyways. Um... So yeah, like the mixers are a great way to, you know, just have like a relaxed environment where you can kind of just, you know, I would say schmooze, the word schmooze. You can get like maybe a drink, not too many, you know, to kind of relax you. And say, oh, hey, and it's a great environment because you can like just say, hey, you know, it could be a business opportunity. I've mm -hmm. seen a lot of business where we go there just to just to hang out. You know, they have the good food and you have like one or two drink tickets, depending on the, the environment. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, what do you do? Oh, well, we do, you know, PPE or we do this and we do that. I'm like, oh, hey, OK, let's go and have lunch together. And those are great because then you're like, awesome. We get to eat on the company dime, which is, you know, everybody loves to do. Um, and I know I've learned two things. That's mixers, it. two things, two things, mixers and golf. At least, at least in in our area, and in most of the areas in California, mm -hmm. mixers and golf. Those are like the two big things that gets you business. I've seen so many deals done on on both of those areas. Obviously, the mixer gets you to the you know the luncheon and all that kind of stuff. Um, but a lot of deals on the golf course, and I just wish I was a better golfer. You know, <laughs> I I tell people, look, I'm not here to win. I'm just here to hit the ball, hit some houses slice it you know way far off and have a good time i'll i'll be like the comic relief and we'll have fun and we'll you know we'll just do whatever i just tell them from the from the the gate like look i suck like you want a competition this is not this is not my this is not my cup of tea i grew up in the city and we didn't have golf courses and i didn't have that kind of money when i was a kid so we didn't have we i mean i have golf clubs now i mean they're collecting dust somewhere but one of these days, I'll get maybe I'll get good at it. I, I used to play a lot when I was working at the hotel. I played a lot. It was weird. Now as an adult, like I hardly ever play. Hmm. 
I know you play quite a bit. Yeah, I play golf. What's your handicap? Not good. 300. Not good. But you're right. There, There is... Uh, there is a lot of stuff that happens on the golf course that I've seen a lot, like, especially since I've been in management, nothing like that, <laughs> nothing like that. But, um, no, for, for real, it's like yeah. building the relationships outside of work is, yeah. is extremely important. Um, some of the stuff that I was trying to say earlier was most of the jobs I've gotten, I think I've said this before, were because of people that I knew that like, that would say, Hey, I know this person that that's trying yeah. to fill a position right now. Do you want me to send them your information or yeah. something like that? Not usually me like looking through LinkedIn or hey, that's Indeed. another great, great way too, LinkedIn. But no, those things are yeah. for sure there, and you can network on those on those too. But a lot of times, like th- this last week, I got two diff- two different text messages saying, "Hey, this company is looking for a, a safety position. Do you know anybody?" Yeah, that's how a lot of safety positions yeah. are filled. It's, that's actually how I got a lot of the work that I do as a consultant. Exactly. It's actually how I got one of my main clients, which is why exactly like I really wanted to hit on the point you said earlier, which is one, don't burn bridges. Do not the burn safety, bridges. Which, that's a bad idea. Yes. And then two, a thing that I've really tried to do is keep in touch with people that you've worked with. So like maybe like in my first job, I worked with a couple safety guys, and a lot of times I would just leave and then maybe never talk to them again. But I try to keep in touch with the yeah, safety once every professionals. Six, yeah, every yeah, I'm six not months. calling them every day, but you right. know, like every once in a while, hit them up. Like, you hey, see, how you, you doing? follow them on social media. You see, they have like a birthday or something, and you say like happy birthday. But it's just to keep you fresh in their mind, because then guess what? Like they might have somebody text them like, "Hey, I'm looking for a manager," and they're like, "Oh, you know what? I forgot. Hey, hey. I used to work with this guy, Man. and he's looking for a job right now." Like 100. That stuff happens. Word of mouth all is the time. powerful, and a lot of times it's not even about anything else i've I've seen some highly qualified people go in for jobs and i wouldn't say get denied but and have people who either worked with the company or were references get hired on just because they were the references they would rather go with hey this guy says this guy is solid he knows his stuff let's go with him and they'll just be like hey i'll hire you sight unseen don't worry come on in I mean, there, there's some there's some perils with that as well, but yeah. I've I've seen it plenty of times. That, like I said, I've, that's how a lot of my my work is done on my business side, on my personal business side. A lot of people just go, oh hey, um, I just got a new contract with you know uh, the city of Wasco, and I literally did nothing. I had like eight people tell them, hey, this one guy he does a great job, blah 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 blah, and I get phone calls weekly. Hey Joe, I need a class. Hey Joe, I need a class. I'm like, I was like, where are you from? Like, oh yeah, from this from this school district. I'm like, I didn't even talk to those people, but. Again, just having that word of mouth, people are like, oh, my God, this guy is known for quality. I mean, I'm not here to toot my own horn, but that's that's the truth. You know, that's how I got a lot of my consulting work. I get in phone calls. Hey, I was told by so-and-so people I've worked with five to eight, nine, ten yep. years ago. I was told by this guy that, you know, you're a good safety professional and I need that on my team. Oh, OK, well, what do you do? And then, you know, we do that. We try to hash it out, see if, if what I can do can meet their needs and if we can meet in the middle. Sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. But at least but, you had that opportunity. But again, don't burn that bridge, because if you're known for knowing your stuff and you're you're dedicated to your craft, it shows people are like, oh, yeah, I remember that person. Oh, yeah. They hire him. Like you said, I've had plenty of times where I was looking for a job and people are like, oh, hey, Joe, we're looking for a person here. Oh, OK. So what's the pay? Oh, you know, that's not on my parent pay range. Okay, well, don't think I appreciate the, you know, the the consideration and stuff like that. So, word of mouth is is huge. LinkedIn, I've, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm terrible at social media. If you guys ever follow us on Instagram, you'll know my dang Joe's really bad. I don't, 
if I'm on Reddit, Reddit's my thing. I've gotten into it and it's easy because I can kind of check it and that's it. I don't have to like go and post things. I can kind of just like, it's like a Q&A. Like people put up questions and I can kind of go in and give them. It's because it's just text also. Like well, on Instagram, normally yeah, you have to do I have a to picture like do, I have to or do a video or a con- create content. Where in Reddit, you're just kind of having a conversation. It's just Exactly. Written. It's it's more my, don't get me wrong. I, I really do want to get into the, and I'm hoping that with my new schedule that I'm working on, I may be able to put the content out because I have a lot of content in my head. It's just taking the time to go out and film it. We need and to get put your new together. job to sponsor our podcast. Yeah, there you go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying is it's it's it can be very difficult. But the social media, I, I don't I, again, I don't I'm not really savvy with the Facebook and the Instagram, all that kind of stuff. But I know there's a lot of he people. He sounds so old. The Facebook, the, the Instagram, Facebook. Anytime you start throwing the in front of all the stuff, the fa- that no, you have to put the you have to make a plural. The Facebooks, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. I the just Facebooks. I don't you know I, I was uh, I'm not very I'm very introverted and so having going like going out there Wait, I, I know people don't believe it hold people up. do not believe it like if, I don't if think it were can, left to my own devices I would just sit at home all day by myself I don't know if that's introverted though I think you're just more of a hermit or something like that <laughs> I'm a hermit no hermits don't go anywhere that's what I mean you just I would just home. go by myself I would go oh. to Six Flags by myself and I would just go like hiking by myself. Just don't like people. I just don't like people. And it's just weird because, you know, I'm an EMT and I go into safety. That's why people are like, Yo, you're you're like a walking contradiction. I'm like, yeah, I know. It, it somehow it works. Whatever. But at the end of the day, those are good avenues. Get good at Facebook, get good at Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Because you'd be I'd be surprised. I was always surprised whenever I got an interview. I would always, you know, if they if they gave me the the opportunity and they told me whoever was gonna um um interview me. First thing I would do is go on on LinkedIn. Oh, let me learn about this person. One of the great things that I've learned too is building that rapport, building that relationship with um, common interests. Obviously, yeah. fishing, sports, college. You'd be surprised, especially now if you're going to Columbia Southern University. Bro, everybody I know is going there. Yeah, it's the cheapest way to get the you, bachelor's degree. I'm just saying. And fastest and, and easiest. And it's a lot of the same content. People are like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, I'm helping out one of my colleagues go, go through this same program. I'm like, oh, dude, I remember that class. Oh, hey, yeah, I remember this one. And it's it's really interesting to see, like, how how far I've come from that point. I'm like, oh, dang, I was... That was like five, six years ago now. You know, now I've, I've moved up on, onto different levels, but just going through like Columbia Southern or, you know, whatever schools that you guys are going through, that could be a, a way in. I know that um, some of these universities, they'll have, um, you know, not a LinkedIn, but they'll have some, uh, some site like a Facebook page, mm-hmm. Instagram page where all the alumni can like talk to each other. Uh, I, I, every, Three to four weeks, I get you know a calendar and a in a a newsletter from my college. Oh, hey, this is the winners for this degree, and oh, hey, if you have this, you can you can meet these people. And there's a lot of stuff like that that you know you can get reach out to each other with. So networking is a very powerful tool, and I would never again never burn a bridge, but never underestimate the power of good networking skills. Just putting mm-hmm. yourself out there and just talking to random people, you would be surprised. I've met some people even outside of like the safety realm, just at like the stores or, you know, like at Barnes and Noble, I'm looking at stuff and people are like, Oh, Oh, Hey, okay. That's an interesting book. Okay. And then what do you do? Oh, I do safety. Oh, that's awesome. Like, Hey, I know a guy that needs a safety guy. Perfect. You know, those are great opportunities. Never be afraid to put yourself out there. I mean, obviously don't go to like McDonald's and do this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but 
I mean, within within context, it, it can be a great opportunity for you to move up. Yep. I got some other tips for you. Yes. <clears throat> Two uh, main ones. One, if you're trying to like, if your goal is to get into a different industry, right? This is something I've learned more recently is, um, you know, there's ASSP, which is like an organization for safety professionals yes. to network and learn and all that stuff with other safety professionals. Well, every industry also has their own organizations that you can 100%. network in. So if you're trying to get into a different industry, try and figure out what organizations are doing meetups for that type of industry. Yeah. So like if you're trying to get into healthcare, like for sure, oil and gas has its own yeah. uh, like networking organizations that you can go to. Healthcare industry has their own networking yeah. industry. Like aerospace has its own thing. So even general businesses, whatever I'm, it I'm is, part of one of those where it's like every like once a month on third, the first or third Thursday, I forgot what it was, but the, same thing. You go out there, hey, I'm so and so. Um, you could just say, I'm a safety professional. This is what my background is. I can help you, you know, lower your your EMR and your mod rates and all this other stuff, and I can save you, you know, so much money. And let mm -hmm. me show you what I could do for you. Stuff like that. Or you're just going and meeting people and then like mm -hmm. you're letting them know what you do and then you build those relationships yeah. and then they, they have somebody that comes to them like, oh, I have this issue. And you're like, hey, I know that I know a guy. That I know does somebody like who that. worked who's great at that. Just meeting those people could be what leads to an opportunity in the future. So that's one thing is to look for organizations outside of your niche, especially if you're trying to get into the different into industry. That, the industry yes. And then a second thing is if you're trying to relocate or move or you just want to build contacts in other parts of the country. Try and do trainings in those parts of the country or yeah. in other parts of the country because if you can go to training somewhere, one, you're going to meet like other a seminar, other type safety, of thing. seminar, yeah. or even just like whatever, like some kind of special safety training that you're trying to do. I don't know what, yeah, I mean, whatever you think of. There's billions like uh, OSHA, OSHA 30, exactly. or whatever. You're trying to go get your 500 or your 510 yeah. or whatever it is. Like pick somewhere that you, like if you're trying to get there, like pick somewhere where you want right. to go and then. You're going to meet other safety professionals from that, area from that area in a very unique situation where you get to spend an entire day with them or three days in a row with them or whatever it might be. You can build a relationship in that time. Yeah. And now hey, guess let's what? go to lunch. Let's go to dinner. Now you got five contacts in a place that you want to live Boom. someday. So like try to be creative in the way that you network. Don't just ASSP is great. It is. So like, but of there's course, a lot of other, but other there's options. a lot of other options that you could find ways to get yourself out there. One of the ways that I've, I've, explained it like this was when back when i was trying to become a firefighter you know there's a there's some different way you know mindsets that that people had as far as like how to get on with the department right there is the i call it the shotgun theory you know you, you spray and pray boom hopefully you hopefully uh you land somewhere right where rather than that i would tell people like find a place you want to work why you want to work there what's so great about it you know they're going to be asking you these things in your in your interview and if you're just like oh well because of x y like no like tell them why you know for like kern county you say, oh i want to do this because i know you guys have this and it's interesting how you guys manage you know so many different cities and da da da, da. have you know concrete information understand their process i i um i hearken it to more like a like maybe like a sniper rifle, you know, you're, you're kind of looking through the scope, you're looking, you're getting your windage, you're, you're looking at the, the, you very know, the Coriolis effect. Very calculated. Yeah. It's very calculating. You're, you're really, you're going to take your one shot and you're going to put it where you want it versus a shotgun. You're just like, boom, like hopefully this lands somewhere, you know, try to, try to look at, you know, the area that you want to work in, look at all the different areas and try to hone in. Okay. Well, what's the best solution for this? 
maybe shotgun does work in, in networking. Hey, I'm going to put myself on LinkedIn. I'm going to put myself on Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to go to the, the seminars. I'm going to go to the ASSPs. I'm going to go out to the mixers, whatever works for you guys. Just look and, and do research. You know, Google's your best friend. Look at all that kind of stuff because that will help you move up in the world. You'd be very surprised. And I've, I'll be honest with you. I know I hate to be, I'd hate to admit this, but I've had a lot of success in networking. Like I told you guys before, I'm terrible at interviewing. I've had more success in my networking phase than I ever did with my, like going out there and like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. You know, interviewing kind of skills, you know, not to say that, you know, inter interview skills aren't important, but in my, in my career, I've had a lot more successes with word of mouth rather than, oh, hey, um, yeah, I'm just going to apply, you know, randomly and try to do an interview over the phone and, you know, over the, over the, um, like, uh, like voice chat and video chat, all that stuff. It's so much, it's so much more difficult to do it because you don't really get that same vibe you do, you know, sitting face to face. Actually, I do better than that. That's what I've learned. I do better over the video than i do face to face i don't know why you do better i do better because you're in your own environment or something because i'm like i'm in my comfort zone i'm like not i'm not out there i guess dealing with new people i'm just like okay cool it's like a face on the screen it's like video games like oh you're just a character whatever no big deal there's not that personal like i don't have to like i don't know i don't say be personable but a lot of there's a lot of things that you don't see in that in that webcam and i can kind of like manipulate it to where i'm you know, I'm I'm relaxed, I'm chill, and you don't see all my weird hand movements that I do because I talk a lot with my hands. Thankfully, I don't know what to do with my hands. Thankfully, nobody can see that. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. You guys are welcome. I'm the only one that puts up with it here. Yes, yes. All right, let's move on. So not just networking, but we've talked about this, you know, really, really early on in our in our podcast series is not just networking is good for, for moving up, but also reading, you know, a lot of where they say leaders are readers that we talk, I mean, we talk about leadership a lot in this, in this podcast and we beat it like a dead horse. But at the end of the day, you should be reading something. And I'm not saying you have to read leadership books and you don't have to read safety books. Um, but there's a lot of books out there. You know, I've, I, man, I, I have at least four books that I, I have right now. I need to go buy another one. Uh, one of my colleagues told me about a book. I was like, Oh, that sounds interesting. And so usually what I do is I'll go and I'll buy it and I'll put it on the shelf. I'm like, okay, I'll get to that one here soon. Um, so what are some of the books that, well, I know that you're different. And this is a little interesting topic we had when, before we started the podcast was Matt, he likes to listen to books like an audible, right? Versus me. I'm more of like a paper hard copy person where I have to have a book in my hand and read that way. So uh, like what books do you listen to, Matt? Yeah. So hop on pop. What? Is that a real book? Hop on pop. Hop on pop. Uh, Dr. Wow. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Oh, okay. I mean, it rhymed. So Theodore I was assuming that it was Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I'll be honest. I don't read a ton of uh, safety direct books, right? I know there's books like I think Safety Ninja was one that I was going to read. And then there, there's a ton of safety books specifically. I've never heard of that I've book. had a couple. Um, look that up. Safety like, Ninja? Yeah, Safety Ninja. Um, Behringer. When I first started in safety, I got a couple Behringer books from- Is that um, the, the Bears? I'm just no. kidding. That's from my from one of my first managers, uh, and I think he's kind of like one of the ones that's most well known. I hope I'm saying his last name right. I'm almost positive it's Behringer. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea who you're talking oh about. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, I read a, a a very diverse uh, set of books. I read a lot of. I do read leadership books like The Culture Code and stuff like that. 
Um, I lead. I read a lot of older leadership uh, books. I read entrepreneur books. I read marketing books. I read yeah. all types of different books. And honestly, they may not seem as though they're you're gonna gain safety stuff from them, right? But you're well, gonna learn things that better it's you. A skill. You're learning more skills, and the and the more skills you can learn, the better you're gonna be in no matter what it is. Whatever you do. you're at, doesn't matter if you're in safety or if you're whatever in business and, and organizational leadership, whatever it might be. Whatever it is, all those skills you can somehow usually flip to just make you a better leader or well, I think person. You, I think you hit the nail on the head on that. Even though you don't, it's not a safety book, right? Like you said, marketing or any business book. Safety is business. At the end of the day, a lot of people don't have that. And I've seen it a lot. And again, that's the reason why I'm going to get going for my, my master's in business administration is because I see that I don't have the business acumen that I need to have in order to be successful. So when it comes to those skills, 100%, they're, they're uh, skills that you can use in your industry. Hey, I need to learn how to market my product. It's a safety product, right? It may not be like you're going to the free market, but you're going to the market within your business, right? Hey, I have this product that I want to put out. I need to look at, you know, my, not, I don't say my constituents, but I need to look at the environment that I'm working in. Are we, are we doing well, right? Are we in a, a um, are we prospering economically or are we, you know, in a bearish trend where we're not making as much money as we should and this product is just going to fall on deaf ears. So it, sometimes it's even marketing just in that aspect is going to be able to show you like, hey, you know what? This is actually a great idea. It's a great time. We have the resources. Let's do that. You're not going to be able to get those skills if you're not learning outside of the safety realm. Yes, you know, learning the safety management systems. Yes, learning all the, the you know, the the regulations and the nuances of, of how to uh, manage uh, safety Ask, but the safety department within your company is very important as well. True. But again, we're making that transition to that mid-level where you're going to be have to be a little bit more savvy. And you, a lot of I'm going to say the word education, and I'm not talking about formal education because I'll be honest with you, a lot of the business books that I have, they're all dummies books. I am a big dummies fan. Everybody goes, oh, you're you dummy? I'm all, well, yeah. Like, but how do you become smart? You got to first learn how to crawl, right? Business books the dummy series are great. They have everything you have marketing and learning how to start your own business and you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And no joke. That's what my, the key to my success has always been is I would go out and I would grab these books. So yeah, a hundred percent. I have a lot of business books that are dummies. You know, I have, you know, marketing for dummies. I have all the different, um, you know, project management. That was a great book, especially if you've never dealt with, you know, project management. We'll, we'll talk about a lot of this, these, individual topics later, you know, in the next season. Um, that's when we talk about the mid-level individuals who will be over projects and stuff like that. Um, digital marketing. I mean, obviously I, I'm, I know about it. I'm just not very good at doing, <laughs> at doing it. If you look at our Instagram. Uh, but again, I, I do, I do have the knowledge. I do know about the content. I just need to just sit down. I just need to start dedicating myself to doing it, you know, just be making it a habit. One of the books I was just told, um, and I had, I had heard about it a while back from um, Adam Grant. He's an organizational um, psychologist. He talks about this one called Atomic Habits. I think I've I, heard of that. Yeah, I haven't got, I'm going to go actually grab it probably either today or sometime this week uh, and put it in, probably be one that's going to get bumped up. But just learning how to to build those habits properly and how habits are developed and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was recommended that book actually very recently by one of my colleagues. I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's going to be a good book. Um, also, hold on real quick. It's yeah. definitely not Behringer. Oh, okay. That's an audio. I'm I'm mixing up my audio stuff with my safety stuff. 
I, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, I have I'll, I have a book on my desk in my office. One of the first books I ever got for mm-hmm. safety. I'll have to look at it. I haven't read it in 10 years. But um, what about what's like the last I don't know, three or to five books you're currently reading, whether safety or not, just to give an idea of like something, some things that you've hit on. So Atomic is coming up on the list. Atomic Habits, what else? Atomic Habits, well, right now I'm currently reading uh, Working Backwards, which is an Amazon book. It's really interesting. And I mean, let me finish it first. But there's there are some really, really interesting things about how Amazon works and the way that they structure um, their business. One, I mean, again, just kind of like to foreshadow a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about later is one of the big things is, um, you know how we, we, we gave all this presentations about PowerPoints and all this other stuff? Well, they actually got rid of PowerPoints. Um, as a company and you know we'll again we'll go into this into detail you know in the next couple of episodes but that was one of the biggest things that helped their business was you know getting away from that you know tradition where you have somebody come in they present an idea or you know data and all this other stuff and they pretty much give the explanation like hey if you're a bad presenter and you have a great idea it's going to fall on deaf ears versus if you have a great presenter and a bad idea that bad idea is going to get pushed up because of that that great presenter's abilities and it makes perfect sense you know if you have somebody and i've seen it and i'll be honest with you i hate to say this but i've done it myself is i've manipulated data to where it made us look you know like we were doing a great job versus what we were actually doing so that that one one of the best books, I'll give you the two best books that I recommend to all safety professionals, anybody, if, you, if you've never read a book before, I always recommend these two. The first one is The um, Safety and Health for Engineers by Brower. Great book. It's I, it, Honestly, if you just grab that book and learn ev- everything in it, you'll be a great safety professional. I'm not going to lie, that title sounds pretty it, boring. It, it, it can be a little dry. It's not that bad. Safety and Health, what? Safety and Health for Engineers. By B R A U E R Brower, great book. One of the very first books I picked up. It's actually recommended by all the BCSP. If you guys ever go through like your CHST, ASP, CSP, even your SMS um, or your STS, if you look through their blueprints, there's books that they recommend. Yeah, and that was one of the books that they recommend. I was like, okay, well, what books you? you God dang, one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, it's pretty expensive, but it's worth it. Um, and then I know that uh, this one's another really good one. It's ex- also very expensive. It's Safety Professionals Reference and Study Guide by Yates. That is the other one that I recommend. If you have those two books, you have enough comprehensive knowledge. Uh, you know, obviously, you rec- recall it and, and actually use it in practical use. That those two books will will set you up very very well. I mean, there's I mean, I could sit there. I actually have a huge library at home of all my, my hardcover books. But I mean, those two books are the ones I always recommend. Oh, Joe, what books do you recommend? Those are very safety oriented. Heavy books. safety. If you're trying to get in your foot in the door and you can you can come up with this stuff, great. And it it's not just entry level, but also like mid level and even partly management. A lot of the stuff in there is really really good. Again, when you start learning your safety stuff, right at the mid level. Again, remember we're making that transition to mid level. We shouldn't be sitting there like, okay, well, this is where you go to learn about safety stuff. You should have a good solid foundation as a safe mid-level safety individual a quality foundation now we're now we're building the the sides now we're building the walls we're building the doorways you know we're putting in the windows we're we're decorating the house at this point right no longer hey well go take this class here and go do this and learn about that okay now we're learning about management okay how do we manage people these books are not good for that they just are not 
project management, employee engagement, um, even being a manager. I, I know there it's 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 funny to say, again, dummies books are great. I have a management book for dummies, persuasion and influence uh, by dummies. Uh, strategic planning is a really good one. I highly recommend as as you get it. I would say maybe towards management. Look for strategic planning because that's something that I'm sure you do pretty often, whether you know about it or not. Strategic planning is something that a lot of companies do, and it's learning how to align, you know, your department with what you know wherever your company is headed. Yeah, headed up, headed down, left, right, wherever. Learning how to properly manage a company is very important, and doing that strategically is very important as well. Um, so yeah, um, strategic planning for dummies, um, persuasion and influence. Um, there's a really, really good book and it's, um, it's, it's interesting. It was written by a doctor. It's called the participation factor. Mm. And, and what it is, is it's how to get people involved. And, you know, we talk about buying all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. in safety. This guy, he hits the nail on the head with it. It's very good. I don't know about you guys. Again, if you listen to audible, if I don't, again, I don't listen to audible. I, I have hard copy books and I, what I do is my favorite thing I was telling Matt before we started this episode was whenever I have a book and I'm reading it, I always have either electrical tape or like painter's tape with me. And people are like, what are you doing? When I find a gold nugget of truth, like something I'm like, wow, yes, 100%, you know, like whatever, whatever it is in whatever atmosphere, I'm like, yes, I need to remember that. I'll put a little piece of tape on there. So I know whenever I'm looking at a book, hey, this is, these are where like the, the best gold nuggets within this book are. You know, I remember I loaned it uh, out a book one time. And my colleague's like, what's up with all the tape? I'm like, oh, if you skip just those books or those pages and, and read the material, you'll be like, holy cow. Like, yes. Um, just some of the, some whatever, you know, whatever the book is, just some of the best gold nuggets that you're going to get. Um, one of the biggest ones, I know this is kind of weird to say, ethics. Ethics was a big one for me. When you get into the mid-level manager tier areas, ethics is huge. You're allowed to make ethical mistakes at the bottom, right? But when you get to the top, those ethical mistakes have huge ramifications. You're hiding things. You're lying on, you know, government forms. I mean, these are all huge, you know, not just not just individually. Not can you only help, be, help uh, you know, in court, you uh, can be held liable in court for what you what you do, but you can also hinder the company. I mean, we could sit here and, and talk about all the big named companies that, you know, like Enron, that just lied and did all these things to benefit themselves and make themselves look good. And at the end of the day, it ended up crashing and, and destroying millions of lives. I mean, obviously, we don't work in, in companies like that, but I mean, we still have the potential to, you know, ruin hundreds of lives, depending on the size of your company. You know, you lie on some forms and say, oh, yeah, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. And there's an investigation or somebody files a report. And all of a sudden now you're like, uh, oh, dang, I falsified all my documents or I lied or I cheated or whatever it is that you whatever you did can have huge ramifications again for the company. Right. You're talking about huge fines and having to lay off people just to make, you know, pay pay off those fines or how I many obviously you can get fired as well or you can even be brought to court as well you know, for falsifying documents. Mm -hmm. So I would say ethics is one of the ones that I was never told. I just kind of had that, that, you know, that foresight, like, yeah, I need to learn about ethics, you know, learn, I'm learning more, more about the ethics in the business, uh, business degree, but I had put a, a huge foundation on ethics and what ethics looks like. And 
all the funny, you know, psychological, you know, ethics that they put, you know, they, I don't know if you've heard it before, but they have this um, very famous experiment is you have, you know, a trolley and there's two tracks and then it's a trolley. Experiment. Yeah. And you, you pull the, the handle and you're going to kill these two people or you're going to kill those two people. And it's like, how do you, how do you, um, you know, how do you make that decision? You know, do you say, oh, well, it's they were going to die anyway versus like, oh, I, I, I changed the action. So now I'm the killer. That that whole thing. Ethics is a great foundational thing that you, every, I think everybody should have. I know that the BCSP has a whole you know list of ethical code and stuff like that. And and I think it's great. But just following a code, you know, it's like following the rules like, oh, OK, just don't do that. OK, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? How do I practice that in real life? Again, Ethics for Dummies. Great book. Great, great book. That's a real book, Ethics for Dummies. Yeah, it's right here. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I love. I let me see if I can count. I can just look just because the dummies like they have like it's like yellow and the big old black font and or a big old black uh, thing and a big old yellow thing. So just looking here, I have seven, and then there's like oh good lord, there's like seven or eight. So like fourteen, fifteen books Ethics for, dummies. for dummies. Seven books. Mm -hmm. I mean seven bucks. I'm telling you, it they're cheap. They're very comprehensive. They have the little, like the little tips. You know, it's like, a, like we have in this podcast, we have those little tips. They have them as sidebars. Oh, hey, that's a cool little tip. Or hey, here's a, re a reference or resource that you can go look. Versus more, more other books that we we explained before. They're kind of just more like textbooks or reference books. Oh yeah, this is how you calculate this, and this is how you calculate that. This actually tells you like, oh hey, check out this website, or hey, there's some free free resources that you can come check out. Some of them have like CDs or there's so many for dummies books that mm. I never even thought was osteoporosis for dummies. Really, mm, That sounds like fun. Literally. Like I, I, I Googled it right now. Cause you said it and I did not realize there's this many for dummies. Books. You. And I know again, there's a stigma. Oh, it's for dummies. No, it's not Look. RV vacations for dummies. Oh, wow. That you guys might want to use that. You never know. You might be an RV safety specialist, but those I would say as far as the majority of the books that I have, I would recommend those as far as safety. Again, grab some business, but grab some stuff outside. Whatever whatever you're interested in, I'm sure you can relate whatever you guys are doing into safety. Environmental. There's a lot of environmental books that you can look up as well. Yep. Um, safety, leadership. I mean, we talk, again, we're not going to beat that beat that dead horse today, but there's a lot of books and leadership that you can learn. I'm trying to think of like the last book that I that I read. I mean, I, Amazon. I mean, I guess that was the last book that I read. About leadership. That. Yeah, it has things about leadership. It has things about <laughs> business and how how to change the the management. And I'm I'm gonna learn how how to do this. Maybe switching from you know PowerPoint into the way that they do it. You know how to how to make that transition. That's gonna kind of interesting to see. Um, I mean, it's just uh, there's lots of books out there that that help you understand that when you get that mid-level, again, mid-level to management position, you're you're no longer allowed to make those mistakes. Now you have to learn how to build an environment, how to make people feel safe in their environment, how to make it okay to make mistakes. I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned in the last couple of years is that if you make a mistake, you shouldn't have people scared. People shouldn't be afraid to hide their mistakes. Oh man, I made a mistake. Be upfront and tell me. You know, we talked about this last episode. If you make a mistake, let me know why. So that way I, I already, first of all, I, I need to know, right? I don't, I don't want somebody above me going, Hey, we had this incident. Well, what do you mean? We had this incident. You don't know. Uh Oh, 
right? That's the worst. Dude, you know what's funny is I actually just had this conversation today with two employees. We've hired a lot of new people recently, mm-hmm. and two employees came from the same old place, very big, right. well-known company. But um, one of them on, over the weekend, because we work 24 hours a day, I had, had two very minor in, uh, injuries, mm-hmm. and they brought it up. Uh, they brought it up amongst themselves in their little group, and right. then everybody in the group was like, "Hey, you got to talk to Matt, Matt about that." Even though it wasn't crazy, right? They're right, just right. like, "You got to let Matt know that's what we're supposed to do," and they didn't understand it, even though they were told like the same thing in orientation, all right. this. But then they came and talked to me, and they're like, "Hey, like I don't really get it, like uh, why I need to tell you this because I because this was their thinking from their previous job was uh, I was the reason that I got hurt." So the company is not liable. That's what they were told at their last job. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the person was like, I, I hit myself with the object. Like, it right, wasn't right, crazy, right. but like, I hit myself with it. I had a bruise. And I had a cut and it, it was bleeding and everything. And she's, and, but I was, keep saying she, so she, and she was like, but, um, but I did it to myself. So I, I don't need to report it to you guys. Right. And I'm like, I'm like no, you report everything. No, you 100% and have to report it, it to us. It can be very difficult to, to manage those things. Yeah. It can. And then, the, and then she told me, this is kind of crazy, a little bit of a side note, but she said, oh, my last company said that if you're responsible for the injury, they're not responsible for the, for the medical, medical bills. Yeah. And that's not true and I was at like, all. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> like that would be an ethical problem. You might want to check on the ethics of that. And it's funny that you bring that up because I- I've had that plenty of times. Actually, um, a good friend of mine had told me about that. He had, okay, so from my understanding, he was, I don't know, in his maybe 20s or 30s, and he had fallen at work, right? He fallen, he, he, um, I don't say he bulged out a disc, but he damaged his, his spine at that time. And of course, because he didn't get proper treatment, it never got really settled properly. And over the many years, it became a bulging disc. And now it's becoming an issue. But he never brought it up. He goes, oh, I thought at that time, again, he worked at a very large company um, that whenever it was his fault, which I mean, it was just he just slid off a ladder and then, like intentionally he just slipped. He, when he landed, he was in pain. He was, oh man, that hurt. He was out for maybe like a day. He didn't think anything of it, you know. Of course, and it comes back into the ethical portion where he did. When he did have an issue, he brought it up, and the, they said, "Oh yeah, this was not work related. This is something else." No, it's it's it perfectly sounds clearly to me that it was work related. It's just that you know, and I, I I hate to say this, but there are people out there that you know are more geared towards the employer, and they will fudge numbers and they'll make it look hey Listen, there's uh, times when it's not work related yeah there's, there there's are times, times where you gotta suck up and take not. It. and there's other times where it's like mm, and this is why you have that uh that ability hey you know what i want a second opinion i tell people all the time get a second opinion why because i'm not a doctor but it sounds to me that that's work related i would get somebody outside of their network why because then they don't have the control versus the, you know the not to be mean i've seen it before doctors will go like, hey you want me this you know non-knock yeah make it non-knock Clearly, it happened at work. Clearly, mm-hmm. you know there's the, the you know we call it the mechanism of injury, all that stuff. How how are you gonna tell me? Oh, I'm a doctor. I can do whatever I want. Oh, well, I mean, you know who's gonna argue with a doctor? I'm not a doctor. I can't argue with him. Only lawyers can. But he ended up. I mean, he's in his 40s now. He's still having back pain. We were we were walking out, and he goes, I, he he kind of bent over in pain. I was like, Are you okay? He goes, Oh yeah. And then he told me the story about. 15, 20 years ago, how he fell, you know, uh, down the ladder and he hurt his, hurt his back and he was out for like uh, like a day or two and that he eventually went to the doctor and the doctor said it was not knock. I'm like, dude, that's totally occupational. 
but now he's having a bulging disc and he's probably going to have that probably for the rest of his life. If, if it doesn't, you know, you know, get worse, especially with your spine, you don't mess with that. Mm -hmm. But that's a, a perfect example of how things like ethics book, mm -hmm. like a book on there. I know people, oh, I don't want to do that. And yeah, it's not fun. Some of these things aren't really good and you're going to question the things you've done in your life, but that's good. It makes you more mature, makes you, you know, again, you'll give you a, a skill set that you could use for your benefit later on because you're, there's going to be that time. There's going to be a time in your career where you're going to have that ethical decision. Like, should I do the right thing or should I do what I can do? Right. What's best for the company or what's best for the employee. I'll tell you this much. No one cares about the companies. When you're sitting in court, always do what's best for the employee. Always. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes the company will have to take a hit and, and there's ways to manage it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people just, oh, well, the, we need to look out for the company. Yeah. But if this goes to court, you're going to, you're going to have a, you know, whatever, let's say, let's say put a number on it, $10,000. That $10,000 injury is not going to be a couple multi-million because now you're negligent and you know, there's all these other like tags you can put onto it. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. You didn't do what was within the limits of the law. You're going to get busted. Yep. But yeah. So I would say as far, I mean, I don't know if you have any, any other books, like I know I got, you listen I'll to Audible. A couple. Uh, one, one that I read recently, if you're managing a team, I know we're not there yet, but we're on books. If you're managing a team and you want structure, this book is literally like directions. It's almost like an SOP Ooh. on how it's not that short. It's a book, Obviously. But, but on how to like create structure within a team, it's called traction. Um, okay. That's a really good one. If you're running a team, that's really all it's about is like, here's how you run a meeting. Here's how you create KPIs. Here's how you get everybody on the same page. It's like Alignment. specifically, awesome. it's specifically for that. If you're not doing that, it's really designed for somebody that's uh, starting a business and they're trying to create a team beneath them. Yes. But I transferred it all into my safety team and everything transferred over. I mean, if you're running a team for a business or for a safety department, it's very, very similar. Like uh, on the way that you create KPIs and stuff. Yeah, traction, get a grip on your business. Uh, is that what it says at the bottom? Yeah. Yes, so that's sir. one of the books I read. The Culture Code, which we've talked about a few times, pretty good. Mm -hmm. First 90 Days. Uh, yeah, First 90 Days is a really good one. Yep. Uh, and then um, some that were recommended to me by other safety professionals that were good. Mindset, Grit. Um, I like like the book 4-Hour Workweek. That was a pretty good book. Tim, I liked uh, Tim Ferriss books. Um. And then, I, yeah, I read all all types of books. Uh, be obsessed or be average. I don't know if you've ever read that one. That was recommended recommended to me by another safety professional. Okay, has absolutely nothing to do with safety. That's fine. It's just about his story of becoming an entrepreneur and all that kind of stuff. But like we said before, all that stuff can relate. Uh, one of the books, and it's kind of a smaller book, is something that I was actually given to by my my former brother in law, and I think it had a, a huge impact on the way that I see. I guess my mindset, and I think one thing that you'll you can agree with me. This is one of the nope. things that you'll see that is very distinctly Joe. Is that I think big. You know, I'm always looking like, okay, what's the next big thing? What's mm -hmm. what can I do that's you know not just average but above? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think our our uh, new gen Gen Zers would call it extra being extra. Is this uh, book called two uh, two hundred and twelve? It's the extra degree, and it explains that at you know. Uh, 211 degrees. You're hot. You're 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 just you're moving a lot you're of dead. things, huh? 211 degrees. Yeah, like temperature. Yeah, that wouldn't be. I you're not dead because you have saunas that hot, but 211 degrees is pretty hot. Well, I mean, obviously, right? But at 211 degrees, right? If you're the idea is if you're putting in a lot of work, right? You're man, you're just 
you're you're just doing a lot of good things, right? At two, you're you're cooking at two hundred and eleven so far. You know, you're 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 boil you're not quite boiling that. You got really really hot water, but at two hundred and twelve degrees, that's when water converts into steam, right? And if you didn't know this, water I want to say expands two hundred and fifty times the, its actual volume. Steam is what powers everything. Steam generators, steam locomotives. I wouldn't say it powers everything, but it can. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, right. It's it's not really hot water that powers things. Yeah. It's that steam, no, right? Yeah. Geothermal power plants. It's that steam. It's that conversion from from water, liquid, into that gaseous state. That's where the magic happens. It's supposed to give you all these statistics about you know if you win a race, you're gonna make miss money and and da da da. It's, it's kind of like those like pseudo like oh inspirational kind of things. But what I've learned in my lifetime is that little extra degree, that little extra um, um, effort, not a lot, just a little that little extra. I could do the standard, but going above and beyond just just by a little bit sets you apart and you'll see so much more growth with that mindset. And I think that's one of the things that I would say I never really understood it when I was a kid. I was given to this when I was just a punk 21 year old. I was going working on the ambulance. I, you know, I know what's, I know what the best thing is, right? Now I can see how it's paid dividends to me. Like, oh, I internalize the thinking without realizing the real impact. Oh, this is why we go above and beyond. I don't want to just be average. I want to be better than average. I want to be the steam. I want to be the person that pushes the world. I want to move it in a direction that's better than it is today. Having that, you know, larger than life thinking, whatever you want to call it. I think that was one of the more influential books over many years. I, I read it every once, maybe once a year type of thing. Um, definitely read, read um, do you ever re-listen to any of your books? I highly recommend it. I highly recommend re reading over some of your old books. I don't. Or listening to them. Necessarily re-listen. I do what I do a lot. I think it's because of Audible, because I listen on Audible, mm -hmm. is I'll listen and I'm like, you know what? Like, I need to re-listen to that. And I'll go back and like restart the chapter sometimes. Oh, okay. But I don't ever, I don't usually go back to a, the whole book. So again. like you like let's say in like four years you won't go back to like culture code or uh, anything like that. Maybe honestly like I didn't start reading books until like two like reading books like this like right, consistently right, and stuff, until yeah. like two years ago. Okay. I didn't I wasn't big until like I was I mainly stuck to podcasts for like the last ten years. Mm -hmm. But uh, like especially when coronavirus hit, I started trying to really throw books in the middle and like hey let stop podcast for a little bit or cut down let's hit this book and knock it out and then i'll go back to podcast yeah. and back and forth yeah i would i would highly recommend I, like i said we're i know we're, we're getting cl uh, getting close on time but i would highly re recommend that i mean obviously as you guys are reading and you guys are getting more books and whatever listening to them you know as you guys are increasing your portfolio of what you've read and becoming well read as an individual i was i would always recommend going back into those what i've learned again like with the with 112 degree degree book is when I reread it, I see something in me that was not there before, right? I can kind of gauge like, oh, I thought this book was like this at this time. Well, as I'm I'm maturing and I'm getting more educated and more knowledgeable, now I'm looking at that same information in a different light. Like, oh, now I get it. Or hey, now I can kind of look at different references in my lifetime that that kind of do that. I think there's there's a famous saying is you know when you read a book the second time. You know, it's not there's information that you didn't see before. It's that there's, you know, something in you that wasn't there before. And again, I, I think that that brings back that like, oh, wow, you know, it shows just the type of growth that you've seen. And you can appreciate whatever whatever tidbit of knowledge that you see and really be like, oh, man, 
that really that that thought that I had at the time, like I said, those little gold nuggets, man, that really stood the test of time. Man, I've worked at three or four different companies, and I've applied that same rule, even though I forgot about that specific you know phrasing of whatever that sentence said. It's really it's really proven a, a good gold nugget. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I had it in my books, I'd pull one out and be like, oh, yeah, check this out. I'm I would like, say it would have been cool if you would have brought some books I in and looked at some of the tape pages and just kind of seen. Maybe I'll bring them, maybe I'll bring them next week. We'll, we'll go over that. Just bring a couple up and let's see what we got. Yeah. Some gold nuggets. Some gold nuggets. Oh, oh, my God. How did I forget that book? There is another book I forgot. As you guys are becoming safety managers, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to find it here. I bet you that you guys should look up. It's the anti... Um, you know what? I'll just bring it in next week. I'll bring it in next week. I'm sure I'm not going to find it in here because I know I'm going to butcher it. I'm, sh- I'm sure I've said it before um, when we talk about safety management systems and stuff like that. Oh, I bet you it's that right there. Yeah, I can't even read that because it's so far back. I'll bring it in next week. It's a great book, Safety Management Systems. As you become a, man- uh, a, a mid-level manager, that's what we'll talk about, safety management systems and how to implement them. Sound good? Yep. Bing, bang, boom. All right. Uh, back to the mailbag. Mail time. No. Did we have any mail? Yeah, we did. We have we'll again have one of our one of our redditors. He was enjoying our show. He said thank you guys. Um, Joe and Matt, I listen to your stuff all the time. Um, again, thank you guys. We were really appreciative of stuff like that. He was one that uh kind of mentioned he's like, hey, you guys should do one on safety management systems and all the different ones. So I think this move into the mid-level is more like, okay, I can start developing those safety management systems and and which ones work. And I mean, of course. I mean, it, it depends on what company you're working 100%. for and the scope and stuff like that. But we'll talk about that on the next episode. So um, thank you for one of our Redditors on that. And then um, actually today, I believe I got some some uh, feedback on like the ASP. They were just asking some like little tidbits. They were using the pocket guide um, for theirs. And they were kind of like upset, like, oh, yeah, I'm getting the same questions over and over again. And, and I apologize, guys. I was working on um, uh, an actual app to kind of help rectify some of the stuff that uh, that's out there. Cause there's no real competition, but unfortunately the person that I was using as my um, app creator, he is very unreliable. And so I didn't feel comfortable giving <laughs> him a, a big chunk of money for like something I was probably not going to see any type of um, uh, progress. in. so um, just sit tight guys. Uh, I'm working on it right now. Uh, hopefully I can find somebody. If you guys know anybody, Hey, word of mouth. If you guys know anybody that is, uh, that can make apps, um, have them, uh, hit, hit me up, you know, or you guys can hit me up and give me their information. Um, I'm trying to do STS, CHST and the ASP just right now, just for the, for the first uh, initial launch and, and getting all that stuff out for you guys, uh, just as a kind of like a competition for whatever I see now. Cause I do have those, those, um, apps and I can see where their faults are and, and, and where they lack. And I kind of want to fill that gap and be like, Hey, I can do a better job and I can provide something that they can't. But again, I had a I had an app creator and he just proved, uh, un, uh, untrusting. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to give that that kind of large amount of money to somebody who hasn't produced anything with any of my other companies that I've worked before. So I'm like, eh. um, I, I haven't got anything on again. I'm sorry guys. I don't really post on Instagram. Just, I'll, I'll get I better at it. I promise one of these days I'll get, I'll get good at Instagram. I doubt it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm again, I'm, I'm going to get better at this. Um, I do have a TikTok. I, I'm very, I'm actually getting a lot better on TikTok. No way. Yeah. You have a TikTok? I have a TikTok, but I don't make TikToks. Does that make sense? I just comment on TikToks. I don't see anything that makes in safety. No sense. Yeah, because I, I, I just go and I'm, I, you know, they have the for you and other stuff. It's like all EMTs and firefighters and all this other stuff that's out there. Um, 
I'm working on trying to build content for that. Honestly, we should definitely have a TikTok about safety. Yeah, I don't really see much about it. So I'm like, that'd be a perfect opportunity for us to throw out just general safety things for everybody to understand, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's the popular safety guy. Is that the TikTok? I think that's my TikTok. I mean, I, just, I haven't posted anything. I mean, I, I go and I, I comment on other people's stuff, but I don't really like post anything. So uh, I do have the content I'm thinking of in my head and I do have the the ability and the the skills. I just need to just get better at making the stuff. I So again, guys, I apologize. I just, you know, yeah, it's at the popular safety guy. 18 people are following me, I guess. Hey, look at that. So, um, no, you're following 18 people. Is that that's how that means? I don't know. I don't see. I'm terrible at this. Oh, yeah. I'm following 18 people and I only have zero followers and zero likes. But All I'm, right. Well, let's wrap it up. So, yeah. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Yep. Make sure you reach out to us at our mailbag at theculturesafety at gmail.com. Instagram, the popular safety guys. Reddit, the popular safety guy or guys? Uh, which Reddit? It's popular safety guy. And then the same thing at TikTok now. At TikTok, yeah. And then Facebook, we're the culture of safety uh, on Facebook. You can just type in the culture of safety. Yes. Please uh, send us any messages. Greatly appreciated. Yep. And thank you guys for listening. Right. Bye, guys.